Live on Ghana Talks Radio, and it's time we go smack uh, for the cubicle with me, Lansa Haruna. Time is 32 minutes past 2 p.m. right here in Accra, Ghana. And it's time for me to bring to you another edition of the cubicle. Uh, as you know, here on this show, uh, we discuss issues that affect us as young people, our society, our respective communities, our nation as a whole. Uh, but most importantly, we do these discussions from the perspective or through the lenses of the young person. Uh, so from wherever you are tuning in, I want to welcome you uh, to the Capricorn Live on Ghana Talks Radio. We are streaming from Anya in the Greater Accra region. And we are live on www.ghanatalksradio.com. We are also live on YouTube and on Facebook at Ghana Talks Radio. Uh, today we have a host of issues or topics that we will discuss. So on Monday, the NDC, the, the National Democratic Congress, uh, the main opposition party, or even the only opposition party, uh, held what they called, or what they called, or what they termed the true state of nation address. And this particular address was delivered by the national chairman of the party, the NDC, Mr. Uh, Seydou Nketia, at UPSA. Content of his address was so direct and comprehensive in that uh, it took into or it contained all the issues, the key issues that affected the economy of this country. And from the NDC's perspective, an argument. 
That Ghanaian should take or should consider and remove the MPP from government. So we'll review some parts of the address by Honorable or Mr. Sedu Kintia, the chairman of the NDC. And the main question we're asking is that how true is the true state of nation by the NDC? mind you this particular true state of nation by the ndc uh, was encountered to what the president had delivered in parliament a week earlier uh, so we'll take a bite in that particular address and we'll also look at uh, new electoral commissioners that were appointed by the president his excellency a lot of concerns or questions have been asked about the party affiliation of some of these particular new commissioners. We'll take a bite of that particular story as well. And then we will now look at ECGs going around with its pliers and scissors, a cutting of light from public institutions. Some have made payments, including parliament. But what we're looking at is that at what point do or at what, to what extent do public institutions burden the country with more domestic debt and what is the solution going forward because you can't have ECG cutting the lights of parliament or the supreme court because these institutions are public institutions and especially for organs like the parliament and the judiciary it will be far-fetched but it's not far-fetched that they are actually owing so how can we prevent this going forward and what are the what are the immediate impact that these particular situations have on hand on the economy of the country even the administration of this institution we'll discuss this life here on the cubicle with me lansa haruna we are still live on ghana talk studio i also want to know what you think in the live comment or live chat sessions on facebook and on youtube first of all how true is the true state of nation of the ndc and should party members uh, be appointed into an electoral commission? What are the effects of this particular move that is being criticized by a lot, especially NDC? And then what do you feel about the fact that ECD is going around cutting light of some public institutions? Or do you, let me know what your thoughts are in the comment section. We'll take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we get into a discussion right away. Live on the cubicle with me, Lance Harness. You can stay with me, we'll right back after the short break. Yeah. Hello Ghana, hello worldwide, and I'm with level bear. Now listen, every Tuesday and Friday, be at the time it's going to carry Braille and we're going to talk radio 7 p.m. sharp. Now, Tuesday, we're going to talk about our culture, our history. Martin Dean said it's about Now, on Friday, you're bars on bars on bars. You're better rap, you're better say, are No artists go join me in the studio. We're going to discuss about music and business. Cody, oh, you singer, and now you're a rapper. You think that you get bars. You go be spitfire. Now, listen, make you join me with studios. Our Ghana Talks Radio and yes, say are in our day. Miss it download the Ghana Talks Radio app on our Play Store and the App Store. No tune in a yes, say are this what you see about life on so Facebook, Quintacra, any Ghana Talks Radio page. And so now listen, a bear fire. One year, call me. What in? Jajai. 
on the 25th of March 2023. Kofridia is going to turn up. Yes. Ghana Talks Radio face the city with the GTR who and Games Night Party. Saturday, the 25th of March 2023. Live at the Canadian Dream Hotel. Two streams. Kofridia. Time is 3 p.m. till next day. Rain. It's a cool 40 Ghana cities at the gate. Advance. Grab two tickets. 70 Ghana cities. There's going to be lots of games. Raffle draws. And giveaway. Artists performing live. Strongman. Rashid Metal Silence Silence Ken Clay Omar Benner Ruler Rainfall and Johnny K DJ Kinino and Kobe Slim DJ DJ Slimby DJ Rich DJ Kobe Ray DJ Charm and DJ Raw Grab your ticket from Canadian Dream Hotel for Life Haircut Lumen Park Rumor Spa Bright Effort Freedom Effort Mine FM and KTU Campus Sponsor Thames Flow Investment Limited Thames Metal Corporation GTR Sound and BB Superfine Bakery for sponsorship and ticket reservations call 0202 544 or visit for more information there's a GTR pool and games night party chill with a star Wait, what? What happened? And what did you do? Have you ever heard a story or a dilemma that had you wanting more? Have you ever been in a situation with no one to turn to? Well, come and talk to Nans. Join us for Storytime every two weeks. Storytime is where we discuss your issues and give you advice with guest speakers. Look at it as your sister helping you out, giving you advice, and just having a good old conversation. So make sure you email us all of your issues and dilemmas now at storytime at ghanatalksradio.com. That's storytime at ghanatalksradio.com. Make sure you tune in. That's every two weeks. Every second Sunday on Ghana Talks Radio at 2pm. Listen back by visiting the podcast section on www.ghanatalksradio.com. We're waiting for you. Every occasion demands the company of good music that fits the purpose. At GTR Sounds, we understand your need to create just the right atmosphere for your wedding or engagement, party, funeral, crusade, political campaign or rally, or just any other event, as well as executive and corporate functions. With our modern and high-quality spinning machines, mixers, microphones, and power amplifiers, plenary speakers, and subs, we offer the highest of sound quality and music play at events and functions. At GTR Sounds, we have a team of seasoned and highly experienced sound engineers who understand just the right choice of music for your event. Locate our studios at Aponchi Hotel in Anya or call our numbers 054-8522-897 or 027-3363-973. You can also reach via our email sounds at ghanatalksradio.com. At GTR Sounds, we take care of your event. Welcome back uh, to the Kipko Live on Ganato Studio uh, with me, Lance. Like I said before the break, uh, we're looking at, <laughs> first of all, the NDC's true state of nation address. And 
a lot of Ghanaians or followers or people who follow the politics of governance in Ghana, the background is that the president of the republic actually went to parliament to deliver the state of nation address. In that particular address, he touted a lot of achievements of his government, of the MPP government, the government that he leads. Uh, and one of the updates included the, well, the IMF deal that we or the country is seeking to work. To, to finalize by the end of March. Today is what, 22nd of March. So let's see how that one goes. We discussed that on Monday. But today is the focus is going to be on, on the true state of nation, in quotation, the nation addressed by the NDC. Now, this particular address was delivered by the chairman of the party, Mr. Sidi Nketiah. And basically what they did was that he came and said that the kind of economic crisis that we have or we are in is not was caused by the MPP and they should or the MPP should know what should 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 just stop blaming other factors other people other elements but themselves so you know one of the or two of the key main arguments that this this government has always had uh, to cause or to say that it has been the reason why we've gone into this particular crisis as a country economic crisis as a country is that one COVID and two Ukraine and Russia war and that these particular elements, this particular situation, these particular phenomena have, have, have played a very critical or key role in what? In affecting the economy of the country. So this has been the excuses. Now, a lot of people have mentioned overborrowing recently, or just even today, or yesterday, Professor Ade also mentioned that we are here because the country or the government overborrowed, borrowed to a point where they, could have, they shouldn't have borrowed to. But that has never been admitted by this particular government or by the Nanadodankwakufwadolein uh, government. Now, the NDC on Monday actually went to UPSC to come and say that you, uh, the government, the excuses that you are giving are, not, are really not the excuses. You are looking to blame other people but yourself. And this is not new. This is, not, this is actually not new from the NDC. Everybody or the, every, the party has always had a position that the government was reckless, the government has been reckless in managing the economy, the government has not been prudent in managing the economy, the government uh, has actually a lot of words against the government. Now this address, like I said, was done by the, uh, the chairman of the NDC, Mr. Sidi Ketia, and I just want us to listen a bit to what he said, some of the, some parts of what he discussed on Monday so that we can come back and make meaning or try and make our own understanding of that particular address that he made. But basically, it was all against the government, saying that the government was totally responsible for the economic mess that we find ourselves in as a country. Let's listen to what he said, then we'll come back and then continue the discussion. Yeah. Ghanaians want to live from the socioeconomic pain and hardship visited on them by the MPP administration and not filmsy excuses. Incontrovertible facts show that Ghana's economy showed signs of serious challenges even before COVID-19 struck. For instance, way before the first case of COVID-19 was recorded in Ghana in March 2020, the public debt had increased from 120 billion in 2016 to 225 billion in 2019 representing an increase of 105 billion in the country's debt stock. COVID was nowhere. Ukraine and Russia had not even thought about fighting. 
far from being the cause of economic collapse. COVID-19, in fact, brought the Akufuado Baumia government an unprecedented windfall of about 30 billion Ghana cities to manage and mitigate the impact of the pandemic. Unfortunately, this was largely wasted on election-related expenses. This amount excludes proceeds from the obnoxious COVID-19 levy, which Ghanaians continue to pay till date. The destruction of the economy by the Akufuado Baumia MPP government permeates every sector of the nation. For instance, growth rate of the agriculture sector has seen a decline from 2.7% in 2016 to 0.7% in 2022. And I would say this is the harvest from the Planting for Food and Jobs program, which has received billions of taxpayer and donor funds. Similarly, the growth rate for the manufacturing sector has also declined from 7.9% in 2016 to 4.5% in 2022, thereby calling into question the impact of the much vaunted 1D1F program. Further, the growth rate for the construction sector has also declined from 8.4% in 2016 to 4.2% in 2022, despite government's claim about borrowing to build roads and other infrastructure. Ladies and gentlemen, this is the true state of our nation. When uh, when Asidin Ketia was campaigning to become campaign manager, one of the the key uh, what do you call it elements or one of the key arguments for his his leadership was that he's, he was bringing this kind of radicalism back to NDC, where the NDC was straight to the point and put uh, no no management, no no suppression, no massaging of facts or figures. Straight brutal and that's what we saw on Monday. So the chairman of the NDC had actually what said a lot. He said a lot on Monday. So, and from just the base that we have, I want to start from the top. He said that before COVID, what happened? before COVID, the country was already in a mess. And mind you, today we are trying to figure out, we are trying to answer whether or not the true, in quotation, the, the true state of nation that was delivered by the NBC is actually true. And they said that before COVID, the country was in a mess. And that even before Russia and Ukraine, which happened later, the country, the economy of the country was still in a mess because our public debt was already what? Ballooning to unsustainable levels. In, in the present what situation that we find ourselves as a country, the key or the first or the biggest thing we are started with is what? Debt problems. Debt crisis. So we are actually going through a debt crisis. And the debt crisis is because the government cannot what? The government cannot afford to service the debt he owes, both domestically and then what? And then externally. And that's one of the reasons why the, the government had to run to the IMF. 
Now, we are all aware of the domestic, the domestic debt exchange program. This exchange program was what has been, was been was was suggested by the IMF for the government to implement, and then what? Try and push some debt away for the future, so that when the debt is in the future, it actually gives you some kind of briefing room, so that you can relax and then take care of some aspects of your economy before you can go back to paying the debt. What happened is that the government brought in the or implemented the domestic debt exchange, and that one has been largely successful on the domestic front, where the subscribers were. The government had almost 80 percent, 85 percent subscriber rates. One of the one of the one of the highest in recent memory, and also as a very quick as a very quick what time in a very in a very short time. But the, one of the concerns of that particular thing is that a lot of money, a lot of haircuts has been felt by a lot of investors. But so that's what we are started with now, and because of that, the government has always maintained that COVID, COVID and Ukraine Russia has been the cause of where we are right now. But no, according to I said in KTL money said that no, even before COVID, bro, you guys were already overborrowing. You were already overborrowing. And that the debt less were the debt levels were staggering and unsustainable. And actual for why I actually added was that if you look at what's happened between what happened for the government after COVID, as much as 30 billion Ghana cities in revenue, free revenue entered into the coffers of government or fell into the laps of the president. So if you're actually blaming COVID for where we are, then you are being what dishonest with the people. And this is what Asidin Kitia said. Because during the time of COVID, we saw that a lot of support, people were giving you money left, right, center, middle, up, down, from every corner. People were giving you money. There was money in, in the system. But according to the, uh, the NDC chairman, he says that no, these monies were spent for election campaign or election purposes. Charlie, if you're in Tambali, you knew that there was some Ayalona that was spent, eh? people were taking some loans, some monies. We, a lot of monies were spent during the election. I was, a lot of money, lots of money, bro. A lot, a lot of money. So for the NDC, these are the causes of our problems. And not COVID and Ukraine and Russia. First, we borrowed to a point that we couldn't even sustain what they were borrowing. And as we are out, as we are facing right now, the debt crisis, it shows that yes, in true, indeed, we actually were borrowed more than we can what we can pay for, we can sustain. But interestingly, when we were faced with COVID, we actually had more money, we actually had money in the, in the system that if the government was prudent enough, they would have prevented what the debt crisis that we are faced with. Especially when what the uh, sitting kids reference other countries, our neighbor countries, including Togo, Cote d'Ivoire, and Koda, they are doing better, much better than we are. They are not facing their crisis, and they also what were faced with COVID and are still faced with what the Russia and Ukraine war. Well, that's one of the points. Uh, one of the other points that he mentioned was that agriculture, you know, this particular address of Asinikita was just to bring down, like, just to paint. Let everybody know that okay for them in the in the in the perspective of the Indies, the this government has failed and failed terribly to manage our economy. So that agriculture agriculture decline in agri produce. If you want something carefully in, in the address, by the time I'm done, you see it clearly. So economy, Dr. Baumia attacked 
because or with their COVID monies and then the COVID levels that we are still paying and then the excuse that COVID and, and Russia, COVID and Ukraine and Russia war are what caused our mess. According to NDC, no. And you can see that this particular session of his, of their of the summary of Anketia actually what just goes directly to Dr. Boyer because he is the head of the economic management team. Now let's go to Agric. In Agric, we have the famous planting for food and jobs policy that has been implement, implemented by the government to what to help boost agricultural produce in the country. But according to what uh, the presentation or the address that Asidin Ketia gave, agriculture produce is actually on the decline. And so you can't tout yourself as what? As having achieved in agriculture through the, what, the planting for food and jobs policy, yet the agriculture or there's still a decline in agri-produce. produce. Now, who else also is campaigning for MPP leadership in the agri sector? The former agri minister. So, obviously, once you attack the agri sector, you're actually attacking Okoto Ase or Saitu, even though you are giving it to any MPP as a whole. One of the, the next points that he mentioned was the manufacturing sector, where the rate of manufacturing also, according to him, is down and it's not as painted as the government tries to say that no, we are doing or we are improving on this in that sector. And he mentioned specifically that the fact that there's low industry, there's low manufacturing rate, it means that even the government's much touted one D one F what has been a failure. Has been a failure. And so the picture that the government or the president try to paint in parliament it's not the true case. This is what this is that this is actually the argument of Asedi Kitia. But another interesting perspective is that who was in charge of the one D one F, the minister in charge of trade and industry? And who was the minister in charge of trade and industry? Mr. Alan Cash, Alan Chermantin. And obviously, Alan Chermantin is going to be what is contesting or is going to contest for the what the flag bearership of the MPP. So whilst Asedi Kitia was out in his address attacking the performances of the MPP, if you look at the sections of this attack, they were actually what? Side or subliminal attacks on the people who have actually volunteering to lead the MPP in the next election. First, in the economy, Dr. Baumia, our current vice president. Second, in Agreg, former minister of Agreg, who also wants to become the flag bearer of the MPP. And then third, the manufacturing industry against what Mr. Alan Chirimantin also wants to become what? Also wants to lead the MPP in the next election. But for you listening to me, you, you listen, do you believe or do you actually find this is a true account of the state of the, of the nation? This is a true account. How true is the NDC's uh, true, uh, true state of nation address? Uh, let's take a break at this point. This one's out to you. You have your own judgment to make. This is a very short, but when we come back, uh, we look at the other aspects of the show, including the new electoral commissions that have been appointed. The NDC have reacted to that. And then we also look at ECG, uh, cutting lights of um, public institution. There's an update for me that we'll share with you shortly when we come back from the show. But still can stay with us. We'll be right back after the show. 
on the 25th of March 2023. Kofridia is going to turn up. Yes. Ghana Talks Radio face the city with the GTR who and Games Night Party. Saturday, the 25th of March 2023. Live at the Canadian Dream Hotel. Two streams. Kofridia. Time is 3 p.m. till next day. Great. It's a cool 40 Ghana cities at the gate. Advance. Grab two tickets. 70 Ghana cities. There's going to be lots of games. Raffle draws. And giveaways. Artists performing live. Strongman. Contact Rock Kill Song Rashid Metal Ken Clay Omar Benna Ken Millie Batkins Misty G And Blade Obey Tishan Ruler Rainfall And Johnny K DJ Kinino And Kobe Slim DJ DJ Slim DJ Rich DJ Kobe Ray DJ Charm And DJ Rock Grab your ticket From Canadian Dream Hotel For Life Haircut Lumen Park Rumors Park Bright FM Eastin FM Freedom FM Mine FM And KTU Campus Sponsor Thames Flow Investment Limited Thames Metal Corporation GTR Sound And BB Superfine Bakery For Sponsorship And Ticket Reservation call 0202 544 614 or visit www.gamatoxradio.com for more information. There's a GTR pool and games night party. Chill with the stars. Every occasion demands the company of good music that fits the purpose. At GTR Sounds, we understand your need to create just the right atmosphere for your wedding or engagement, party, funeral, crusade, political campaign or rally, or just any other event, as well as executive and corporate functions. With our modern and high-quality spinning machines, mixers, microphones, and power amplifiers, binary speakers, and subs, we offer the highest of sound quality and music play at events and functions. At GTR Sounds, we have a team of seasoned and highly experienced sound engineers who understand just the right choice of music for your event. Locate our studios at Aponchi Hotel in Anya or call our numbers 054-8522-897 or 027-3363-973. You can also reach via our email sounds at ghanatalksradio.com. At GTR Sounds, we take care of your event. Cousin Legendary, your one and only host for Nigerian Davoo. Afalai make you join me every Wednesdays and Saturdays from 12 to 1.30 p.m. As I go to summary with the latest news and gist directly from Obodo, Nigeria. No forget to still catch up on all our previous episodes of Nigerian Davoo on Spotify, Amazon Music, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Facebook Podcasts, and via our website www.ganatalkradio.com or make you Google carriers for your pocket by downloading our Ghana Talks Radio app via Android Google Play and iOS App Store. Make you feel the end. Enjoy our other Sengemenge shows. Follow us on our social media platforms at Ghana Talks Radio for other interesting stories with the draw from Optomot. No talks here, no tell you. Omo Yami, Oya Jimasun. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ecstatic made it. Yeah, nobody feeling that way. So welcome back to the Cubicle uh, Live on Ghana Talks Radio. Uh, to our next story, we actually had uh, this, this today, just this morning, uh, ECG has been what? Trending Basa. But I say ECG, Electoral Commission, Electoral Commission, and ECG, the two of them. But on the ECG front, there's a very, very important issue that we, we can address 
on this particular platform and it has to do with uh, some new uh, new commissioners that have been appointed uh, by the by the president his excellency so the story is that uh, the president on monday saw in three new members of the electoral commission governing board uh, they included Reverend Ikua Ofori, Bartin Salima, Ahmed Tijani, and Dr. Peter Apia Henning. The appointment is in line with Article 4, 3, 1, and 2 of the 1990 Constitution, uh, which, which says that there shall be an EC of a chairman, two deputy chairmen, and four other members. The members of the commission shall be appointed by the president under Article 70. Our president has so much power, like so, so much power. The president is appointing our members of the commission. Like, and, and this is just too much power for the president. You should not be the one appointing, what do you call it, EC. If in Nigeria, like this, as, as today, today, now, the Peter Obi has actually, he's actually petitioning the one, the, the court in Nigeria to, to, on some grounds. If, imagine Mohamed Buhari was the one appointed, I think I have to even confirm this one from Nigeria, from Kozin. But if, uh, President Buhari was the one appointing EC members. This would have been even worse, it would have been worse in Nigeria as we see today. So the, the point that, or the law that the president should appoint EC, I think it just gives the president too much power that he doesn't need. So at a brief ceremony at the Jubilee House, the president administered the oath of office, allegiance, and secrecy to all these three persons, having come into office 21 months before the 2024 general election, and at a time when Ghana was seeking to entrench her credentials as the beginning of democracy in Africa, he told them, that it is the quality of your work that will reassure the Ghanaian people that the democratic system of government that they have chosen for their governance will, proper, will properly nurtured, will be properly nurtured by electoral system that allows their voices to be plainly and loudly heard. And I think this is where we need to just brave our discussion on that the fact that we as Ghanaians chose democracy, right, as a system of government, their work as much as members of the government board of, of EC would what will, will let us be assured that what that our voices will be plainly and loudly heard. Now a lot of people are against this particular appointment because according to reports, according to speculations out there on social media, one of these members is a known MPP member. One of these members is a known MPP member. A lot of commentary has been ongoing about it online, but we'll listen to NDC's MP Kofi Adam to hear what he says about that particular appointment and the general view of people or party or party people being appointed to join the EC. Then we'll come back and then we'll give our two piece on this particular issue. Here. We also accept this appointment in the symbolism of a fresh journey ahead of us. A journey to meet the high expectations of the various stakeholders especially the over 32 million Ghanaians. This is not an appointment that one would take it lightly, especially looking at how important and sensitive the work of the commission is. We are therefore aware of the massive responsibilities and tasks that come with it. We want to state that we are poised and more prepared to deliver and contribute to the development of our democracy, especially in this digital era. We must all be concerned. As journalists, you must be concerned. As religious leaders, we must be concerned. Civil society must be concerned that there are some institutions that we call them independent bodies. And right from the commencement of this very fourth republic, all presidents we have had have worked so hard 
to keep such institutions as much as possible away from partisanship. But this current president have decided to desecrate all these independent institutions, including the Electoral Commission, and have arranged to pack it with known faces, known activists of new patriotic party. Dr. Bosman was one of them, and we all saw after his appointment comments he made to suggest that the NDC was an existential threat to democracy. This is the first time we have heard a commissioner, for that matter, a deputy chair of electoral commission, make such a comment. This was so because of his partisan consideration. Lessons have not been learned from that. We are now still packing it more with more TESCOM members or patrons. This is not right. This is not appropriate. I'm not saying that maybe individually they may not have uh, the, the requisite uh, qualification, but their partisan association should bar them from occupying. Mr. President, we also... Yeah. So that's the take of Kofi Adams, uh, NDC MP. Uh, but earlier, speaking of accepting the, uh, the nomination or the appointment was the man, uh, a lot of people are saying he's a, what? he's a known MPP patron, a name MPP sympathizer. That's not what I'm discussing right now. What I'm trying to discuss is that to what extent do we have, can we trust our electoral process where elections or those who handle our elections have party colors? Now, this question is very, very important because in Ghana, this is not the first time that you know, the credibility of the election actually starts from the credibility of those conducting the elections. So today in Nigeria, a lot of, there's a lot of protests, a lot of outcry, a lot of uh, demonstration that the APC did not win the election because a lot of people who are calling out or who are against this particular election of Tinubu is, is because they do not trust their what? INEC. They do not trust INEC in Nigeria. And this is happening, this is very, very common in Africa. Like, I think that the ECs in Africa should actually find a technology, a way to just come and, and make the thing, the process more credible. Now, back to our, our country. If you give the opposition a cause to, to claim that you, are, you have plans to rig the election or to manipulate the, the results of the election, just based on the what the appearance of you putting in known members of the MPP in the electoral commission, then at the, just before the election, even before the election has started, you are already what that there's going, there's already going to be what a what a a degradation of the of the credibility of the process from the beginning, even before it begins, and that's very very dangerous for any democracy. So let's go back to what the president said when he was what uh, appointing them or giving them the administering the, the, the oath. He says that. These new issues to work, or their work will demonstrate to us that the fact that we chose democracy is what is the best, and that our plans, our voices will be heard. Now, if you give a signal that you are putting in members of MPP in EC, now the question is that how does that even tell the people that their voices will be heard? Because from the onset, the issues of credibility, and that's what the country does not need in the next election, that we don't want the process whereby the credibility of every election has been, has been contested. 
I think this should be a thing of the past in Africa that for a continent that actually uh, what, uh, adopted democracy in the early or the early 80s should not be struggling with, with election systems and mere credibility of elections in 2023. But unfortunately, that's what a lot of African countries are going through. And it's taking us back, a lot back, today, a lot of protests, a lot of uh, what do you call it, disorder in Nigeria because they do not trust the INEC, they do not, they do not trust the Independent National Electoral Commission in the country to, what, to deliver a credible election. So quite apart from the results, the credibility of any election starts from those who are organizing the election. And as much as possible, our political leaders should always be what? Should be mindful of that particular fact and reality. But you know, the bigger problem is not even the politicians or the presidents or those who do the appointment. It's the law. The law is what is giving the, the president the power to appoint some ECs. And so what do you expect the president to do? Like, do you expect him to say he won't do that particular appointment? Or he make, do you make that particular appointment? You know, they said uh, our constitution has already created a word. Uh, a, what do you call it? This kind of empire president, right? So our, our only prayer is that we get a president who is a good president, who is a good man, so he can hold us, he can rule over the country in a just manner, in a fair manner, in a very what, equitable manner. But that's very, very difficult to achieve when you go to, when you look at the processes of electing a president in the country. So why doesn't the Lord just say that no bro don't even uh, don't even appoint anybody to the EC? Don't fight the EC, don't elect the EC. Remember that this particular government actually what caused uh, uh Charlotte said to what to be fired. So the more these things happen, the more people have concerns, the more people raise uh, credibility issues. And whenever there is no credibility from the beginning of the elections, especially about those organizing the election, then that, that issue of concern, that, that issue of lack of credibility will pop up when the elections or the, when the results will not go in the favor of those calling for that particular war or those calling against that particular lack of credibility. And another thing that we have to point it out, we have to point it out, we have to talk about it. That the law should be at, at least amended. Article 17, which gives the president the, the power to appoint, should, should, be, should be removed, should be repealed. Most of our problems, if you cannot change the constitution, if, if you cannot change it at a whole, let's take out some of this, this, this small, small laws, this one, one clauses, and then we can work on articles, then we can, we can move ahead small, small, then we get to a point that we have a very well, a developed constitution that's what, that satisfies the aspiration of the people. Our uh, next story is about ECG. Then we'll wrap up. ECG has been on a rampant exercise, uh, uh, cutting off the lights of a lot of what? A lot of public institutions. Now, our issue is not who and who is owing what, even though we we'll mentioned a few. So, according to reports, a lot of institutions owe a lot uh, to the government. Now, like I said, the problem is that in what way do we prevent that kind of conflict, that kind of friction among the ECG? And other what public institutions, because the kind of debt that this 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 institution owes is very 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 unsustainable. So Parliament pays 8.5 million Ghana cedis out of 13 million owed to ECG. 13 million Ghana cedis, 13 million. And Parliament has paid 8.5. Uh, Ghana Airport. They also said they also paid 10 million out of 28 million. Imagine. Imagine. So how can we as a country just get to a point where we decide that no, this thing should not be happening in our public administration systems? How does this affect what? How does it, will this affect the administration of these particular agencies? How does it affect the economy of the country? How does it affect the revenue generation uh, drive of 
this of the ECG. A lot of money just being lost by because because the laws are not working or the laws are not being what are not the proper laws in the country. Uh, so yeah, the advice I was talking about is that uh, the ECG saying that the boss is saying that no, he has been called to stop uh, the discouraging exercises. Uh, let me read that story. Uh, so the electoral, the ECG manager director has referred that he has received calls to stop the discouraging exercise they are embarking on to retrieve unpaid debts. According to Samuel Dubik Mahama, the calls he received are from friends, power brokers, and politicians. Obviously, who call you? The poor man cannot call you, only those who have the money in their power. He said the request made is. Can you hold off? Can you at least just stay put and let's see what we the ECG boss made his disclosure to Andre News Express on Tuesday? Uh this follows a power the power company's massive disconnection operation on Monday in an effort to pay off a debt of 5.7 billion Ghana City. Imagine local debt of 5.7 billion Ghana City. And most of these institutions are what? Are those owing that particular huge amounts of money? So it's like you are sitting on the branch of a tree and you're cutting yourself down. That's just what it is, basically. Nothing more, nothing less. Because you cannot see you're looking for money. You are trying to generate resources, revenue. And at the same time, you are the one not paying your <laughs> you're the one not paying your debt. You are the one not paying their dues. So that tells you what kind of system that we are running in this country where anybody can just see what they want to see because they are in the position to say it, but essentially they don't, they don't actually practice what they, they represent. So you cannot be asking for prudency, right? You cannot be asking for accountability. You cannot be asking for what? Law and order, respect rule of law, and then you yourself, the institutions that you man are also faulting. But the question is that why are you not even able to pay your debt? <laughs> a big problem. We have a lot of issues. So we have a lot of issues. You just get up and go to work as an institution. All the the system, the, the administration of that institution cannot help itself pay its own large debt. It's, it's, it's actually a very big problem. It's actually a very big problem. Uh, this is where I will end my conversation <laughs> on the Gibbicle Life on Ghana Talks Radio. Uh, my name is Melissa Lawrence. You can watch uh, uh, you can watch a playback of this particular edition on our website www.ghanatalksradio.com Go to our catch-up session and then you can watch rewatch all our shows. Also, what you can do is that you can download our GTR app from all app stores. To what to keep enjoying our content, follow us on social media at Ghana Talks Radio on all social media platforms. My name is Milan Solor, and this has been the Capricorn, and I've been held down by DJ coverage. Uh, later today at 8 p.m., we will have J Trends full of all the trending stories in Ghana coming your way. So you can stay, enjoy more music, enjoy more entertainment from Ghana Talks Radio. Bye bye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Ah.